Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Before we get started with our message today, I'm really excited to let you know I've now released my first book, Breaking Free, A Guide to Achieving Personal and Professional Freedom as a Lawyer. I'm dedicated to helping you find the success and freedom from stress and burnout in your practice. Breaking Free gives you the tools and actionable steps that allow you success and fulfillment in ways you never thought possible. You will see how to overcome the stress and overwhelm you feel, and to achieve a life of freedom, joy, and success. I will leave a link in the show notes where you can purchase it. I hope you enjoy reading Breaking Free as much as I have enjoyed writing it. Now to the rest of our episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Free Lawyer. And I'm so happy to have with us today Rachel Clare. And Rachel has a very uh, specific, particular niche. She helps women lawyers uh, find their space, find their community, and help them grow and find joy and success in their practice. Rachel, how are you today? I'm doing terrific. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Gary. Well, thank you for joining me so much. Uh, Rachel, tell me a little, little bit about your professional journey and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, so... Um... There's so many stops along the way that, you know, get us to where we are, but but the, the most important thing, so I practiced law, law for a few years, and then I transitioned into real estate development, and I've worked for most of my career in um, different progressive sectors of real estate, so most recently I was developing solar arrays, um, but that has almost nothing to do with what got me here today. What got me here today has to do with what happened outside of work, a lot more than what happened uh, within my career, because I was working in the business world. Um, in my personal life, uh, my friends, have, my friend circle, my inner circle has always been women lawyers, um, even when I didn't practice. And that's because, you know, I always say with women lawyers, you get, you know, empathy and strategy. <laughs> and so who else would I want to take my innermost concerns to? Um, but as time went on, I noticed that I'm wired very differently uh, than the more typical lawyer personality in the sense that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real empath. And I'm a real community builder. And while a lot of lawyers are empathic and are um, are uh, you know in the in a helping profession, they're here to the, because they want to help people. Um, you know, I I go very deep with uh, you know psychology and this you know per, this 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 part of it is very important to me. And so creating a safe space for others to really let their guard down. Um, I noticed was a recurring theme through everything I've done. And so, uh, yeah, so tell ahead. the audience who are listening today, you know, what do you do? Who, who do you serve? Yeah. So I'm, I'm founder and CEO of a 
uh, my new company called Interconnected Us. We've, I've been, it's, we've been in business for a little bit over a year. And uh, we serve uh, progressive, ambitious women lawyers. So we amplify their pay and their influence. And the way we do that is uh, twofold. There's two main offers. So we have an online community, um, which brings women together in a safe space outside of you know, social media. It's a you know, private community that you, you gain access to. And we have speakers that come in. We have events to help have the community members um, get to know one another, to coach one another, and really expand their networks and have place where we can discuss what we're learning from experts that come in. So that's one is the community. And then secondly, we offer um, peer masterminds for women lawyers. So that's uh, putting you in a peer group with your cohort. So for example, big law partners would be with, with big law partners, solo owners with solo owners. And you meet twice a month um, with, a, with a facilitator who makes sure everyone has airtime and follows, you know, certain meeting protocols. Uh, and that's like the biggest best investment you could make in your career and your success trajectory you know i i agree with you i think one of the biggest problems that so many lawyers face is the sense of feeling alone and mm -hmm. that, like they're the only one and no one knows what they're going through and there's no one to talk to and mm -hmm. i think the sense of building a community where folks can share openly and honestly in a safe space is so so important yeah yeah and i i it's interesting because I was working in the business world, but with a law degree, I seem to encounter others, men and women like that all the all the time. And so I feel like it's bigger than the practice of law to me. It's a psychology of why we went to law school. And so it, it drills very deep into you know childhood and cultural messaging and all of that, how we could use our particular strengths out in the workforce, you know, when we were young and making these decisions. So um, I totally agree. I, I, you know, kept finding though, Attorneys, whether they practice or don't, people with JDs would, you know, this brave, I call it the brave face. And so it's this sense, you know, both professionally and personally, like you have to put on this veneer of success all the time. And it creates such an isolating, damaging um, inner landscape that you can't heal by yourself. You need, you need the power of community. Oh, that's so true. We always have to look to be in charge you know, all knowing, having it all together. We can't really be human and vulnerable in a bit. I'm struggling or I don't know how to do this, whatever it might be. Rachel, let right. me ask you this. What do you think from what you've seen with the lawyers you've worked with? What's the biggest problem or problems that lawyers, particularly women lawyers, struggle with today? Hmm. Um, I, I would say the biggest problem that I see is that, that to me is the foundation of every other manifestation has to do with the, you know, what I call the inner critic, you know, or it's mindset work. And so, you know, I always say the most important circle, you know, I'm building inner circles and the most important inner circle is you and yourself is how you speak to yourself and the, the voices in your head, so to speak, but one tier out and how you can reinforce that progress is, is your community. And so you're either surrounded by people who are reinforcing a growth mindset and really helping you be in a, you know, healthy, pro productive, pro-social state of mind, or you're surrounded by people who trigger you constantly, who undermine you, who criticize you, who reinforce, you know, dysfunctions that you might have had from, from childhood or, or, you know, passed down in the family. So that, that's so true. That's, that's self-doubt. Yeah. Um, we all face often. I know I was in my fifties. I was a very successful trial lawyer. I owned and managed my own law firm, but yet I questioned to myself, is this real? Is this really me? Is this true? And 
it, it wasn't my experience, but so many lawyers work in a place where all they get is criticism. This is wrong with this. They, they can prepare a great pleading. It might not be a hundred, but it might be a, you know, a 98% perfect, but all they see are the red lines and the check marks and what's wrong instead of what's right. What is That's your right. suggestion for overcoming that self-doubt that so many of us struggle with? Well, there's, there's so many modalities people use to, um, to rewrite that narrative inside their head and to practice new ways of being. So certainly, personally, I'm an advocate of, of mindfulness and also putting yourself in community with others who are um, working on up-leveling their mindset. And that's really what we're doing within my business, Interconnected Us. But also, you know, there's religious communities, there's healing communities, there's, you know, there's all sorts of programs out there. Um, really, to me, the, this, the magic sauce is... Um, you have to have that community piece. You're not, you cannot do that. You cannot heal this on your own. And, and we all might want to because we're good students. And if we study hard enough and we read the whole, you know, I joke, I've read the whole self-help section, like, but you can't, it doesn't matter. You can't do it by yourself. You need other people. And, and so that's, that's to me, the, the biggest piece is to take that really seriously. And while we're not, you know, someone in, in great pain is not thinking, oh, I need other people. I need to rebuild my community. That's the secret out. That's the secret sauce. It's so simple, but it is transformational. And and just to rewind a minute, if you don't mind, about women lawyers and how, you know, what problems they face. While I do think the root cause of it is this inner critic voice that we all suffer, men and women, I think the way it manifests in women is unique to what happens with men. You know, unique to to men, men's to male <laughs> men's experience. Um, insofar that you know, we're paid less on the dollar. There's discrimination um, in court, at, at work, sexual trauma. Um, you know, I can go on and on about how women have a lot of headwinds, but there are things that we can't discuss publicly with men. It makes men uncomfortable. It's, you know, I, I feel completely understanding when I hear my colleagues who are of color say that they want to be in, they want to be in a space where they're just with each other um, because they don't want to worry about managing some, you know, someone with lighter, you know, with white skin's reaction as mm -hmm. they talk about these challenges. And so that's really the root of it is you want to be with people um, where you feel safe. Safe in community. That's so important because often we don't feel safe in a professional environment, do we? We're afraid to say what our struggles are, what our hesitancies are. But to be in a group with other women lawyers, other lawyers of any sort can be so uplifting. What particular kind of unique problems do women lawyers face? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, women, 85% of us are mothers. And so, you know, we come home and we might have a whole second shift to, to, to battle at home. Secondly, women are, I mean, I can go on about this for an entire week long podcast, if you'll have me. Um, but uh, women are socialized to play nice in the sandbox. I mean, I'm raising two boys and I, as much as I am a, a single, and I'm a single mom, so I, I, I dictate the rules here. Um, and yet as egalitarian and as a feminist as I am, um, they are competing constantly. They're measuring their scores constantly. It's the only thing they want to do to relate to one another. There's no, there's no concern about the other person's experience and the relationship and so on. And I know I'm certainly painting with broad strokes and I don't mean to, to, um, you know, overgeneralize, but I do think that, that, um, that, that, socialization women get in addition to sexual discrimination, pay discrimination, um, 
the second shift and all the, all the emotional energy and physical energy that takes to do that. Um, you know, all these, all these causes compound and it, it creates to me a much more complicated path to success. It, it is so strategizing I, around that is helpful. Sorry. <laughs> why are boundaries particularly important to the, the woman lawyer? Yeah. So this is so interesting. Uh, thank you for asking that. So actually just yesterday, I, I had an interview with a boundaries coach that I have met who's, who blows my hair back, blows my hair back. And, uh, and all the women who attended said it was, it was like fascinating and, and game changing women, lawyers. Um, so Adam Grant, the organizational psychologist, best-selling author and, and Wharton professor, um, has a book he wrote like 10 years ago called give and take. And there's a ladder of success. And so those of that, those there's givers, takers, and most of us are matchers, meaning we're transactional. Um, so, you know, I'll help you if you help me. That's where most of us sit. So at the top of the success ladder and at the bottom are givers. So what's the difference? If you're a bottom of the success ladder giver or a top, the difference is boundaries. You go right, you can, you can be, go from being a doormat to the very top when you have healthy boundaries. And so um, what does that look like? How do we assert boundaries? How, you know, again, because we're socialized to be friendly to others, maybe be a people pleaser. We got to law school because we're a good girl. We got the job because we interviewed nicely. You know, we don't have the same latitude to, you know, be as loud as we want or as controlling as we want. You know, it, it might be effective. There's there's certain tools that are not in our toolbox. And so having a healthy way to navigate that and still protect what you want um, that's not abusive is is a learned skill and it is not natural to everyone and so boundaries boundaries is is a huge game changer and that's for all of us and, but and i think way, women again have certain places we need to apply it yeah there, there are ways that we can set boundaries that are still respectful and and appropriate but we have a tendency to say yes to everything we want to please huh? our firm we want to we want to show we can do everything they ask of us and we say yes 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 i know i have a terrible habit when someone asks me to do something, I say, yes, of course. And then afterwards, I resent the person for asking me because I don't really want to do it. And of course, the resentment that's right. so that's a boundary because, issue. because I said yes when I wanted to say no, but I was too, yeah. whatever, afraid or whatever, afraid right. of people pleasing that, what would they think of me if I said, no, I won't help them. So it, it's something a lot of us struggle with, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I this was really interesting. I, I had a, a meeting with someone a woman who's a, a junior partner in a, in a law firm. And she, you know, she said to me, so what are your struggles? She said to me, well, they haven't told me the path to get to the top. You know, there's no path laid out. It's all vague. And they said to me, you'll know when you get there. And I mean, when she told me that, I had such a physical, even just retelling that to you, it's so offensive to me that, um, They've retained such amazing talent. I know her credentials from her background, you know, before our meeting. And I was blown away that she would be given such a disrespectful, you know, such a lack of a, a path to the top. And, and, and is now committed as a junior partner to these people that are not giving her the courtesy of explaining to her how to succeed. I mean, imagine playing a sport where you don't know the metrics of success. Right. I, I, I'm astounded by it. And so how does this, this woman who got to where she is by being a good girl and doing everything right. How does she challenge that system? That is completely a boundaries topic. And that's exactly where 
she needs to be playing and she's, we all are human. We all have our blind spots. We all have our habits. And so being in a safe space with others where someone can say, Hey, here's how I approached it. Or here's how I would approach it. Or here's what my sister did. Or here's what, you know, I know someone you should talk with or a coach or whatever. It's magical. I like what you said about blind spots. Um, So often we can see with other people at our level in our same field, whatever it might be, we don't have to be a coach, but just we can see where they're off. We can see what they're missing. We can see what they're not getting. But we so seldom see it in ourselves. It's not because we're egotistical or anything like that. We just, it's hard to see yourself. That's but right. that's a benefit of something like a community where someone could say, well, I had that experience, but this is what I did. And this is how it helped me. And you're like, oh, maybe that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, and also, you know, as, as I know, you know, well, from our, our one-on-one conversation, um, it's not just about um, strategy about how you can do better. It also reinforces your belief in yourself. Like that inner critic voice goes down when you're in community because you have other people saying, hey, you're really good at this. Kara, you're a great interviewer. You're an author and you've got a business and you practice law. You know, they, people, we support one another. And so you don't just, you have blind spots, not just about your your weaknesses, so to speak, or your gaps, but also about your strengths. It's really helpful to have others who really know you and can reaffirm what you're really good at. Well, it really helps with our self-doubt, doesn't it? To have others yeah. who can encourage us. And so we Absolutely. feel like we're not alone. We feel like we have someone we could speak to. So well, I, I really appreciate you set up that community for uh, for women lawyers. One of the things that, that comes up a lot is delegation. And for so many lawyers, I guess it maybe it's because we think we can do a better job than anyone else or because we want to be perfect and we don't want to take the risk. On, but for delegating is so hard for many of us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is another topic that comes up constantly. And we're actually going to be reading a book on the topic um, starting in January. We've got a book club within the community we'll be reading. Um, so this is something we, t- we you know, we'll be talking about it and I have programming plan for the whole year, but, but really Part of the challenge with delegating to me is, um, and we could talk about this also for a week, but, you know, again, this is a boundaries issue because you have, when you ask someone to do something and they don't, they do a shoddy job, let's say, you know, are you going to take it back, which is poor boundaries, or are you going to, you know, use it as information to give them better feedback, better instruction, frank feedback, and better instruction and try again. That's a boundaries question. That's a growth mindset question. So you can and take it back so, on. It's oh so God, much so overwhelmed. It's so much easier if I take it back and fix it. Right, but it's Otherwise, not because then you never get help and you never get to step up yourself and you never get to raise, you never get to create talent in other people. No, so was, if you can't figure this out, you're going to stay small. And so, in, you know, this is this is a classic thing that we would discuss together because the, the rubber meets the road in these little examples, these hypothetical situations or these actual situations. So, you know, someone might come in and and their delegation issues are at home. You know, who? how do they, it might be tactical like me, they're a single parent. How do they do all the carpools and launch a business? That's something that I struggle with. But, um, or it could be that, you know, their partner refuses to do anything. You know, he was raised in a very different uh, culture about home tasks and what his role should be. And so how do they bridge that? There's, you know, incredible resources out there for how the couple can have a conversation, how the woman can articulate her own boundaries, how she can outsource help. And there's a lot of uh, resources out there. And there's a lot of examples we can learn from one another, what what you are and are not willing to do, how you how you are 
challenge to rethink how you speak to yourself and to others. Yeah, how we speak to ourselves is is so important. I, I know I think I'm always my own worst critic. If my wife makes a mistake of any sort, I'm like, oh, it's okay, honey, I don't care. And I really don't care. It just doesn't bother me. She does so much, I'm so grateful. But when I drop a glass in the kitchen and there's broken ice and spilled tea, tea over the floor, I beat myself up terribly. Mm, if she did yeah. it, I'd be like, it's okay. So I always have yeah. to remember to speak to myself like I'd speak to my love spouse or my child or something like that instead of speak to myself like I do, you know? Totally, totally. So, I mean, that's something I've done a lot of deep, deep work on. And to me, that too is something a very, you know, speaking a very pointed community that's addressing that because that that is natural and normal and it's able to be healed. Well, and I never really saw the connection between the problem with delegating and boundaries before, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense that um, rather than just take it back myself and be resentful that my paralegal didn't do a very good job, it, it's probably a matter of my lack of coaching and leadership that I either didn't explain to her how to do it or take the time to really train her or help her progress to the next step. So the next time she can do it, do it better. So that's a really good point. Yeah, it's, well, thank you. It's, it's, um, everything is boundaries at the end of the day. It's all where, you know, where do I end and you begin and, and how do we navigate that? And really, you know, I feel like if this is important to add because we're trained, you know, verbal ninjas, <laughs> right. We're trained in arguing, anticipating risk and arguing how it should be handled. Um, Learning to do that in a way that's kind and compassionate is also really important, not just because, you know, I serve women and we're socialized to be nice, although that is part of it, but also it feels good. It feels really good to give that that paralegal feedback that could help he or she to, to become a better, a better uh, employee, leader, grow their skill set and so on, rather than in a way that's abusive, that's, you know, taking my stress and dumping it onto that person. So um, it all comes back to our communication skills and, and how we speak to others is a mirror of what we're, how we're speaking to ourselves. So again, it all begins inside, but then you reinforce it with who's right, who's right there next to you. That's wonderful. So Rachel, how do you help women find their community and, and how does it help them? Yeah, so you help them find their community in this way. So in the mastermind groups, you're, you're, you're filtered, like I said earlier, with your cohort. So you're with people that are, that are in a similar work environment. And what I've learned is that it's not as important if they're in the same life stage. A lot of women come to me and might say, oh, I want to be, I'm a young mother. I want to be with other young mothers. It's really not as important for your career because you're going to get the perspective, for example, of older women who might've navigated, you know, juggling work and motherhood over the course of their career. So that's, that's the answer regarding the mastermind. Regarding the, the community, um, the community is, is a newer offer. Um, as we grow, the women will be um, invited into cohorts, which will be a, 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 a less formal experience than the masterminds, which is, a, you know, is led by a facilitator and so on. But there'll be a way to find uh, people with whom you have an affinity. So, for example, mothers, um, if you're from a minority group and you want to be with people that are, have your same background, if you have a personal ambition. So they'll be topical and they'll be, um, they'll be topical, you know, and lifestyle. And how does that, whether it's a mastermind or, or the other community, um, talk about what the effect is. What, what impact have you seen? What beneficial results have you seen for the women lawyers who have participated in them? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, where do I start? Uh, one of them, I, I can, I can just tell some client stories. So I, I, sure. you know, yes. one, one of my customers, um, solo owner, she, she's in a broad practice area. She's a corporate lawyer. And, um, you know, she, she, her networking was incredibly time in, it was, it was just wasting a lot of time. She's going to these events where she's meeting all kinds of people and mixing with all sorts of groups that are not netting, you know, new business for her. And she's trying to run her firm and practice. And in the group, um, in a small closed group where people got to know her, you know, others were able to share her, were able to observe her unique skills as a person, like her background and what's relevant, what she brings to it, her unique spin on being a corporate lawyer and um, how she can position herself so that in the marketplace, she's known as a corporate lawyer who serves these kind of clients with this kind of problem, who like this kind of language. And uh, so she can, she can really, she was able to identify her niche and now has a path how to own it. And so, you know, it wasn't just identifying the niche and what, how everyone else in the room perceives her greatest strengths, but in dialogue with her and then further leaving her with a roadmap of how to implement that change and really develop a personal brand. Uh, well, so it's, it's having a, a vision, a, a vision of where we want to get to and a path to get there is so important. That's a really amazing benefit. Rachel, for the lawyers listening to you today, who is feeling stuck and overwhelmed and frustrated and confused what do you, what suggestions do you have to that person? I would, I, if they're feeling stuck and overwhelmed and confused, the suggestions I would have are to, um, you know, really, really block off time, especially at this, you know, at this, you know, this, this podcast will go live in late in January, this dark time of year, the days are shorter, we're home more. Take it as it is. Take this winter, these winter months, as time to um, burrow in and really think about block off time and reflect about who you're surrounding yourself with. Are they helping you? Write down the five people that you spend the most time with, whether it's your boss, your partner, you know, your main client, whatever it is, and ask yourself if they are, you know, elevating you and getting you to that life that you want to be growing towards or not. And then you need to make changes. And, and again, that how you do that, whether you do that with grace or with lots of bomb throwing is uh, a skill you can develop and you'll, you'll do, be much more successful if you have others helping you. Yeah. Who, who we surround ourselves with is so important. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes when we surround ourselves with, I'm, I'm blessed to be at a place in my life where I can choose who I want to be around. And I just, I'm not around negative people. I'm just not around negative people. I like people who are positive and uplifting and grateful and encouraging. We don't always have that choice in our workplace uh, as to who we're around, but we have a choice about what we do. And when you can talk through some of those issues in a community of like-minded people, it can be so, so helpful. I totally agree. And and really a, a, a simple earlier tactic if someone's not ready for something like joining a community is practicing gratitude. gratitude. And so, you know, right now, yeah, and interconnected us, we're doing a December gratitude challenge. And so we're on a group, a group thread where we're speaking privately about what's going on in our lives. Right. You know, in a, in addition, we're bonding with one another. I'm learning a lot about these other women that I did not know. And my my network is expanding with them and learning who's in their lives. So that's just a side benefit. But really what I'm noticing is sleeping better, any of the personal development healing work I do. 
has improved greatly. Um, you know, when we're I mean, not grateful, when we're not grateful, we're thinking about we want something we don't have. We're afraid of losing something we have. And when we're living in gratitude, we just we appreciate where we are and what we have and who we're with. And it's so much more right. freeing. It's so much more freeing. That's right. And, and, you know, to me, like, you know, I've been studying this, this type of work for decades, but there's nothing like practicing it with others on my own. I can slip, you know, I, I can go, you know, do really well for two or three days and then the momentum's, you know, then you yeah. have a busy night or whatever. Yeah. You don't journal, you don't, you don't recite your blessings. And, but with others, there's the joy of connecting. And so it's a pleasure to pick up my phone and to, you know, use the, the mechanism we're using to communicate with one another and to, share that it's like it's a pleasure to share it it's a pleasure to read it and it, it's my brain is rewiring so i i mean gratitude is a very uh again it's something very simple these are basic tools i'm not selling rocket you know any kind of rocket science it's not a secret recipe it's community it's mindset it's gratitude um you know i provide it in a certain form to talk about you know, focusing on our, our professional success, growing our pay and influence and really achieving our dreams. But there's a, it's a variant of what you get in, in church or in healing communities, you know, so there's, there's all kinds of um, mechanisms where you can get it, but you cannot isolate. You will never feel better alone. That's so you true. can't. Rachel, what do you find most fulfilling professionally? Professionally? I mean, when my clients are successful, I feel fantastic. And, and in particular, when there's a transformation where they, um, you know, move from a place of insecurity, overwhelm, um, just, you know, when they come into a Zoom call or whatnot, you know, with very high stress and a tight body, and then they, they laugh, they get support, you know, that transformation within the hour, but all, or, you know, however long, but also over the course of, you know, months or longer where, where they're really able to make deeper changes. You, you, what I'm observing is you really benefit when it's a regular community, when it's regular people. There's you can certainly get benefit dropping in and out. So, if, for example, if you were to go to your you know house of worship and you were every week in a different city, you're still going to get value, but it's not the same as if it's the same. It's not the same impact as if it's the same people and they get to know you and they, you know, how are you feeling? How was that meeting last week? And you know all those kinds of little questions make you feel really seen. Get make you feel validated. And that you're you're not unique in your challenges. You're just part of this human mess that we're all in. Well said, well said. Rachel, I call this podcast The Free Lawyer. And the reason is it's all about how we as professionals can create personal freedom in our life. What does personal freedom mean to you, Rachel? Oh, personal freedom. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little spiritual. So I I was raised Jewish, but I identify now as Buddhist and I've studied Buddhism or a Jubu, I'm a, I'm a Jewish Buddhist. So for me, personal freedom is freedom from suffering. And that's an, that's an inside job. So it means that no matter what's happening in my outside, you know, in my life externally, freedom, you know, the gold standard is freedom. And that means that I'm free of that um, impacting my internal state. You know, yes. I'm, I'm yes. that's, you know, the, so to speak, the circumstances outside are clouds, but I'm the sky. And so that's really the, that's the standard you reach for when you develop a mindfulness practice. And when you, when you, I, I would presume it's very similar to someone who's, you know, using prayer or other ways of connecting spiritually, but that's really freedom. It's, it's, it's so much richer than, Oh, I live on a yacht 
and I don't have a schedule. That's certainly all wonderful. I'm not against, you know, lots of material success, but that's not how you're going to be free. I certainly know lots of wealthy people who are not free at all. Freedom, freedom is really an inside job. It, it's when I um, have control over my own happiness, my own serenity, and it's not real. I don't let it be affected by other people and other circumstances. And it really does start from within. Thank you for that. Rachel, um, for any lawyers out there, women lawyers who'd like to get in touch with you and learn more about how you can support them through your community, how can they best find you? Yeah, so they can go to, they can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. Um, and on my profile, there's a link to set up an appointment with me if they'd like to speak one-to-one. -one. We can, you know, explore. I do a little bit of one-to-one -one coaching. I, I speak sometimes, so that's all available. Um, or they can go to my website, interconnectedus.com. So interconnectedus.com. And uh, all, you know, interconnected us is all one word. Um, and from there, they can sign up for our open house, which we're next having on January 19th, on, on uh, Friday the 19th at noon Eastern. Or they can um, you know, read through, apply to join the masterminds, apply to join the community and go through our um, you know, entry points that way. Great. That's wonderful. Rachel, thank you so very much. I really appreciate everything you had to share today. You're, you're awesome. And for all of our listeners, thank you for being here today and hearing Rachel. We appreciate your support. And as always, please be well, be safe, and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.